You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. I am your Reiki master teacher and emotional wellness coach from innerbuddha.ca. This is the podcast that will help you access the wisdom you hold inside that heals all things. My intention is to open and expand your mind and quite possibly blow your mind. So come join me on this crazy adventure. You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneurs Podcast, and this is episode 66. Today's episode, I have a very special guest to share her remarkable law of attraction stories. And she's going to provide you with more evidence that it is possible to be as abundant as you possibly want, and it is possible to change your fate. It's also possible to be prosperous in all areas of your life. So she deep dives into her story and shares with us how exactly it all happened and came together for her. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I have for you a very special topic and an amazing guest that's going to share all of her amazing stories about the law of attraction. That's right. This energy is good and great, and it's going to build, and we are going to find the bottom of how to actually get a hold of any manifestations that we want to bring in. And we're going to learn it from somebody who's done it herself. So welcome, Jen. Hi. Oh my God. I'm so grateful to be here. So excited to share some amazing stories and to inspire our listeners today. Yes, I know. And that's what it's all about, right? So I just found out that you are also a Reiki master teacher as well. So it's interesting that we kind of found each other. That's perfect synchronicity. Right? Again, attraction, law of attraction, like attracts like. We're Mm -hmm. already getting into it and we didn't even start, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. So I would love for you to share with the audience a little bit about you and where you're from. What do you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born and raised in the Bronx. I'm a Bronx girl. Um, and I, um, I work for a medical research institution um, as the executive assistant to the president there. And I also just started my own Reiki practice where I have private clients and I also teach Reiki. So that's a little bit about some of the work that I've been doing recently. Yeah, that's super exciting. I yeah, it's definitely needed, especially now in the time of this crazy change and stuff. So uh, kudos to you for starting something in the middle of a pandemic, which is crazy. Yeah. And I love, I love the work that I do. So it's just so fulfilling emotionally and I get to help people too. So, I mean, it's a win-win, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I would love to know, when did you get involved in law of attraction? Yeah, sure. Um, So I remember it was about 10 years ago. um, I was uh, friends with uh, this guy a few years ago and we, um, I would go over to his house and we'd watch movies and kind of just hang out. And I remember going um, over one day and on his uh, dresser, he had this book called The Secret. And at that time I had heard of the documentary. um, And so I, I immediately just was so I don't know, inspired by that. I, I picked it up and I was like, ooh, what's this? And um, I was really broke at the time um, and I couldn't afford to actually buy the book. So I, I actually 
rented it from the library. I did like an interlibrary loan um, because at that time I was in, enrolled in school and you could like, uh, lo like loan books from the library. So I put mm -hmm. an order in, I got it to the library and then I started reading it. Um, so actually that guy, um, we were close friends and he wound up actually stealing some money from me. He stole about $800 from me. Um, wow. I trusted him with uh, some personal information. You know, I was young, I was naive, we were friends and he wound up stealing from me. And um, I was devastated. Cause like I said, I was in college, I was broke. Um, I yeah. wound up actually getting into a little bit of debt because of of the money that he stole and then I was like oh my god I'm gonna use the secret to get this money back and I remember like yeah. yeah yeah so I remember like um like I was like oh I was I was actually kind of excited because I was I remember my bank account was like negative 750 dollars because oh. he, had, well, he had stolen money from me and I actually <laughs> got withdrawn yeah. from my account and um, the bank kept calling me and I didn't have the money and they were like, are you going to get the money back? And I was so stressed out. And then I was like reading the secret every day. And I was like, no, I'm going to get this money back. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But I just, every morning I would wake up and I would like, you know, like reflect and be like, I'm going to get this money back. Like I, I got money stolen from me. Mm -hmm. um and the universe is going to give it to me back and i remember i did this for about four weeks every day i just remember like meditating on the thought of like no no this isn't right i'm gonna get the money everything's gonna be okay and at that time there were like these market research studies um and i used to do like surveys online to like you know beverage companies yeah. things like that and a company actually contacted me and they were like, hey, we're doing this study um, and it's going to be $700 if you could no come way. for the day. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, if you could come do this survey um, in person, like a mock trial or something, right. you can come to Long Island, um, come do the survey, we'll pay you $700. And I was like, oh my God, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, so excited so i wound up going and i got there early yeah. and i guess they didn't tell anybody this but if you if you were one of the first 10 people that got there early you got an extra 50 dollars shut the front so, door yeah so <laughs> i wound up getting 750 dollars from this and um that was exactly what i owed the bank from of course it is guy stealing the money from me and i just that was my first experience with the law of attraction that um, is powerful how did you yeah. stay positive the whole time i just you know i knew that i was a good friend to this person i knew that i like it was just something about like the injustice of what had happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, Whoa. there was just something inside of me that was just like, this isn't right. I'm not like, I don't know. There was just like, this isn't right? Yeah. Like there was this fierce feeling inside of me. Like this isn't right. He stole money from me. I trusted him. I did the right thing by him as a friend. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to pay for this. Like, right. I just remember like this, like drive inside of me, like I'm going to get like the right thing is going to happen. Like yeah. I just remember, and it, it really did drive me every morning. I was like, no, 
every time I would think about it, Joe would be like, no, no, it's going to happen. No, no, I'm going to get that money back. Like it was, that was just my attitude about it. Yeah. And, um, it took about four weeks. That's um, but actually going to that study, I wound up meeting a woman and we had an amazing conversation and it was a really life-changing experience talking to that woman at the research thing. So actually that actually changed um, the trajectory of my life because I wound up going in a no different direction kidding. through that conversation. Yeah, which is a totally different topic. And <laughs> but that whole experience was actually life-changing and, and changed the entire trajectory of my life, which made me decide to go into social work, which made me decide to become a social worker and to mm -hmm. go on to higher education. So it was totally transformative. Yeah, like that kind of solidifies everything that you were reading in the book, really. It's kind of yeah. like, there's the evidence, there's the proof because you were so adamant and you stayed on that track and you didn't waver. It, I would imagine it probably would have taken a lot longer if you derailed a couple times, hey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it, also because it was my first experience, um, you know, I think it was just like, you know, I didn't know how it was going to happen. Right. I just knew that it was. I knew that I was going that to get, I knew I was going to get the money back. I just didn't know how. Just knowing yeah. and not knowing how is okay, right? Yeah, yeah. The lesson is that all you have to know is that it's going to come in. And it doesn't matter how it comes in. It can come in in little pieces, little chunks, or the whole thing all at once like you had, which is freaking awesome. But yeah, yeah. It. It's just knowing, staying in that vibration, staying in that state. So what do you think? So do you have any other stories that you wanted to share? About? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So many. I also, I struggled with my weight for a really long time. I was morbidly obese most of my life. Uh, the highest I ever got was about 300 pounds. Um, and I wanted to lose 150 pounds. That was my goal. And I, I had a visualization of how I physically wanted to look um, and I remember I would tell people like yeah I'm gonna lose 150 pounds and no one like no one believed me no one was like you know like okay whatever and um, I actually it took a few years but I actually was able to get to my goal weight um, I well, was able to lose 150 pounds and you look uh, amazing by the way thank you, you thank you and I'll never <laughs> ever guess that you were ever 300 pounds by yeah. the way listeners everybody listening she is okay <laughs> thank you um but I had a vision of how I wanted my body to look and I've actually been able to attain the the body that I wanted and so um you know, that's one of the things that I was able to manifest through, took a few years and, um, you know, it didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to, but uh, it, it still happened. Um, I was able to manifest my dream job. I love my job. It's exactly what I wanted to get paid. It's exactly where I wanted to work. It's exactly all the benefits that I wanted. I mean, um, that's one of the my favorite things that I've manifested. Um, I'm in a really wonderful, healthy, loving, emotionally available relationships. I've manifested my current relationship. Um, I have a wonderful brand new 2015 Honda Fit uh, that I manifested um, for my birthday. And uh, that was also really fun to manifest. No kidding. Um, How did yeah. you manifest that? Let's dig into that because that sounds yeah. like yeah so okay <laughs> oh my god um 
So for my 30th birthday, um, so my partner lives about an hour away from me in the Bronx. I'm actually in the transition of moving up here with him in Rockland County. Um, and so my old car was like a beater, you know, 1999 Honda Accord. Like, yep. so oh. every time I would get on the highway, I was afraid my car would break down. So I knew I needed a new car, okay, mm -hmm. because I was traveling to come see him and then going back to the Bronx. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, for my 30th birthday, I want to get a new car. And then so what I, my favorite way to manifest is I like to write things down. I like to mm -hmm. actually make like little checklists. Um, and so I was like, okay, um, I think I want the car to be either silver or blue. And then I was like, um, you know, I want to spend, you know, anywhere from like 12,000 to maybe 15. I knew I wanted to buy a new car, finance a car, mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted it to be, it didn't have to be brand new. It could be, you know, um, from a dealership, like one of those pre-owned cars. Um, mm -hmm. But I knew I wanted it to have less than 15,000 miles um, because I wanted to have it for several years. And um, I wanted it to have Bluetooth. I wanted it to have a really cool interior. Um, I wanted it to be really great with gas. Like I just wrote down everything that I would have wanted in That's like, very my perfect detailed. car. Like, that yeah. is so awesome that you got down to that much minute details, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I knew, I knew what I wanted. And then, you know, the thing about the law of attraction is it's three steps. And I really, the way I follow it is I really love to listen to Abraham Hicks. Um, I also do a group book study, um, Ask and It Is Given. Um, and so Abraham really talks about um, the first thing is you ask, right? So the yeah. ask was writing down my list. What is my dream car? And then, you know, the, the beautiful thing about it is like, I started just noticing cars. So every time I would see like, okay, do I want a Honda? Do I want a, like, a Toyota? Like, I started just looking at different cars, and then I would, like, notice, and I'd be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I thought I wanted blue, but I actually like silver better, but I didn't want a dark silver. I wanted a light silver, so it was, like, oh. it was kind of, like, the details of yeah. it. So once I actually figured out, okay, I don't want blue, I don't want dark gray, I want silver or a light gray or something. Um, then I started uh, looking at different car dealerships. I kind of just looked around in my free time. I would go on like different websites. And then, um, you know, I remember uh, there was this dealership in the Bronx and I wasn't looking in the Bronx. I was looking up here in Rockland because I was just closer to Rockland at the time. Um, and I remember uh, in the Bronx, there was this, I saw the car and I knew it was the car. Like, like a I don't know. This is mine. It was like, I saw the car, right? It was 12,000 miles. It was right in the price of what I wanted. It was like all the seats folded down. Like it was the color that I wanted. It was hatchback. I loved everything about this car. Yeah, yeah. I was As soon as I saw it, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. I knew this was the car, right? And so the second part to the law of attraction, first you ask, the second thing is the universe gives, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third part, which is something that people don't really ever talk about. And I, you know, people don't really ever talk about it, but it's getting into a receiving mode, right? That Allowing. Huge. I just got chills when you said that. It's the biggest, it's the biggest actually part of manifesting, right? You can ask for a million things. The universe will give you a million things, but it's really getting into the third part, which is allowing, right? Yeah. And how you allow is by lining up with your emotional guidance 
scale, right? Mm -hmm. So being in a state of resistance actually blocks the manifestations to you. In resistance, I mean like lower vibrational emotions, anger, worry, doubt, fear, jealousy. The higher you are on the emotional guidance scale, the more in a state of allowing you are. So I remember, so this is the funny thing, right? I saw the car, I'm in Rockland. I knew I was gonna be in Rockland for like the next week, right? Because um, I would stay here for periods of time and then go back and you know, it was kind of, and I called them, but nobody was answering the phone. And I just remember, yeah, at the dealership, no one, because this was like in COVID, right? Like people were working from home. Like this was back in July. Yeah. Um, no one was answering the phone. And I just remember getting really worried. Like, oh my God, what if somebody goes and takes my car? Like, that's my car. Yeah. I, I and I, it's mine. That's the one I knew, like in my soul, like my solar plexus, like everything about me. Yeah. I knew that was my car. But then I had to align with the emotions. So how did you align? Um, there was some resistance, right? Because I remember I would call and no one would answer. And then I would, go, I would start to spiral. I would be like, oh my God, they're gonna, someone's going to go and get my car. Why aren't they? And then I would get angry. Why aren't they answering the phone? And then I would call someone and he said he'd call me back. And then, and then what I had to do was I had to climb up the emotional guidance scale. So when you're in um, a state of resistance, when you're in anger and you're fear, you're, you know, when I'm, I was vibrating at a low frequency and I know the law of attraction and I know how it works. So I was, I had to say, okay, I have to feel good. The most important thing is to feel good. Yeah. Um, no matter and what. So no matter what, that is literally the most important thing yeah. because uh, what happens is when you're at that vibrate, remember like attracts like, if I'm going to be in that fear, anger, despair, the circumstances are going to shift with me. So I had to start doing some visualization techniques. Um, And I just, how I, how I um, climbed up the scale was I, I kind of had to self-soothe myself. Right. And I had to say, Jen, that's your car. And then I started imagining myself driving the car. Yay. And I started imagining myself. Yeah, that's the fun part. I started imagining myself when I would drive my current car, I just imagined that it was that car. Mm -hmm. And I would see myself like with my hands around the steering wheel. And I think actually it does talk about that a little bit in the secret. Like you actually in the movie. Yeah. They have or in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. They have this scene. Yeah. Yeah. So um I just started instead of getting worried about, oh my God, they're not calling me. Oh my God, this, oh my God, that. I just started visualizing what it would be like. Like I knew, okay, it was like maybe a Wednesday, right? I knew I was going to go back to the Bronx the next Tuesday. So I wound up doing like one of those booking appointments online or something. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go in on Tuesday at 1230. I have my appointment. And I just imagined myself going into the dealership and pointing to the car and being like, that's my car. And I imagined myself driving out of the lot with the car. And I just started imagining it. And then I started to feel really good. And I started to just focus on how good I felt. And I started to focus mm-hmm. on how excited I was to be driving this car, how excited I was to be getting this car. I was going to be 30. This was going to be my gift to myself. Um, I was so happy. Like I just, I started focusing on feeling good. And then um, 
Cause I was in resistance for a few days. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I was, no one was answering. I was mad. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, the guy never called me back and I was really mad. Guilt yourself for it or shame yourself. Right. So yeah. You- yeah. I just, I recognize that, um, you know, and that's, that's the third part. No one ever really talks about that, but the third part is the most important part to manifesting. Yeah. Um, because being in a state of allowing is what's going to, um, bring those things in and then, um, you know, allow for other manifestations to come in, yeah. right? Cause I was so focused on the car, but if I'm in a state of resistance, I'm also blocking all of the other things that I want. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then sure enough, Tuesday came around 1230, walked into the dealership, pointed to the car. That's my car. You know, six hours later, I signed the paperwork, drove the car off and I love that car. It's the greatest, that is so the greatest cool. gift to myself. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that you didn't, you didn't discourage yourself for long. That's, and the thing is you're human. You're allowed to feel emotions. You're allowed to feel this darkness and despair. And, but the thing is you were able to recognize it and move yourself out of it. And that Mm -hmm. is a, that is a skill, my dear, that is a skill because not a lot of people can recognize it. And if they can recognize it, they just I know I myself, I've stayed in that space for a very long time and felt like I was stuck, right? So it's just a matter of, you know, moving up that emotional scale. And that's something I'm going to share in the show notes because a lot of people need to know about that emotional scale that Abraham Hicks has. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really powerful um, scale because the thing is, um, joy, appreciation, gratitude, love, that is the highest emotion on the scale. Mm -hmm. And that is what helps you vibrate at the highest level. And so getting as close as possible to that vibration um, is going to actually allow you to manifest faster. Um, so saying, you know, like for me, the first time I manifested with the $750 for the uh, money that was stolen from me. And, you know, I, I didn't get the whole thing, right. The universe, I had like $50 that I had owed or something. And that was kind of my life lesson learned. Right. Right. Um, But it took me four weeks to get that experience to me. Um, but now, um, because I typically, me personally, I typically vibrate on the scale of one to three. That's typically where I personally try my best to vibrate at, um, on the emotional guidance scale, I can manifest something within hours. You know, I can manifest something within days. I, because, um, I'm, I'm in a state of allowing, you know, do you notice that now, like now that we're coming up to this golden age and we're moving into, you know, the fifth dimension frequencies and that higher vibration, do you find that it's easier to manifest things now? Is it faster? Like the, the, the window of waiting, has it, shortened at all? Do you notice that? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, yes. I'm not sure if it so much has to do with that age that we're in. Um, because I don't know what it was like before just because I wasn't, I wasn't so conscious of what this all was. Um, but I do notice that, um, the more I stay in the higher vibration, the faster it is for me to manifest the things that I want. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me. I just, I love kind of just learning new things and hearing these stories because they, everyone gathers evidence for why it isn't so. And it's so easy because we're programmed in that way, right? To, to look for evidence of the opposite. And 
I feel that now we need to start supporting the evidence that this is real. This is something that we can use. And this is something that's going to help you going forward. As soon as you know how to unlock that, things are going to change for you. I know, I, I'm sure you probably had your lessons, harder lessons learned as well when manifesting. Is there anything that you can share about that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the thing about manifesting is you don't actually really know sometimes how it's going to happen. So I remember, you know, with the weight loss, right? Um, I really, really wanted to get to a certain weight because I really struggled most of my life with my weight. And I, I didn't, I didn't identify with my body and how I was looking. There was a lot of trauma and I was really hiding underneath this body. And so, um, I would like go to the gym and I had like tried every diet. I did a 12 step program around food. Um, I just, I had done everything and, um, you know, maybe I lost maybe like 20, 30 pounds, but like nothing was working for me. And I remember a coworker of mine had gotten weight loss surgery. Um, and I, I was like, so against weight loss surgery. I was like, absolutely not. No one's ever yeah. going to cut me out, but I was super against it. Um, and then I realized like, wait a minute, like maybe this might be how I could get to where I want. And I was very resistant to the idea of it, but um, I realized that it, I didn't want to cut myself off from the opportunity. And so then I, I remember one day I suddenly just became very open-minded to the idea of it. And I remember, um, oh my God, I had signed up to do weight loss surgery. Um, I had uh, a date for all these different procedures and everything. And then my insurance changed. And I remember like getting denied for the surgery. And I remember going to the park and like hysterically crying, like, I'm never going to get what I want. I mean, I was bawling because I had hit like a rock bottom at that point. Um, because like, I just, I was so upset that this wasn't going to work out. Um, and so I totally just, I went off track. I decided I wasn't going to get the surgery. I started like dieting again and, you know, I lost like 40 pounds again. It was like yo-yoing. And then like two years later, um, I totally just gave up on the idea of surgery. I was like, no, you know, the first time didn't work. I had started a new job and, um, I remember one of the girls at that job had gotten surgery and she was like, oh yeah, the insurance covered the whole thing. And I remember being like, huh, maybe I could revisit this topic. And I remember looking into it again and this time around, right? The first time if I was going to get the surgery, it was going to cost like $10,000 out of pocket with the, um, my deductible and all the you know insurance stuff. This time around, it was only going to cost a hundred dollars. And and I remember being like, okay, so I wound up doing the whole no process brainer. of the surgery. Yeah, so I wound up doing the whole process of the surgery again. I did wind up getting the surgery, which was very successful. I had a very successful, very um, wonderful surgery experience. Um, great, you know, healing and everything. But it only cost me a hundred dollars and I realized right like in hindsight like when I was crying in the park I was like oh, the universe is not giving me what I want the thing was I wasn't ready for it yet because I was still eating junk food yeah and like like right you know I was still my my actual eating habits hadn't changed it wasn't until I hit rock bottom where 
where I actually, I actually stopped eating that way because I had to, I really had to change. And then the extra two years allowed me to get into a job that was going to pay for the whole thing. So I wound up saving thousands of dollars yeah. um, through the surgery process. I saved nine, $9,000 plus dollars yeah. in surgery costs because I waited two years. And so in hindsight, I could say, wow, you know what? Like I wasn't ready for the surgery at that point. Um, if you would have asked me, I would have been so angry and mad. Yeah. Um, but it actually was the best thing. And it was, it was more in alignment with what I needed and what I wanted and my bigger goals, which is, you know, saving money and financially planning. And also I was able to kind of get better eating habits and really, um, so that when I did get the surgery, it would, it, my actual eating habits had changed so that I could be more successful with right. the process. So, you know, I think that that is, um, that's one of the hardest things that I had to go through with the law of attraction, because number one, I didn't want to get surgery at first. I didn't think that was going to be the way. And, um, you know, and then when I went through this, the process, I got denied and it was a lot of resistance along the way. Um, but in hindsight, some of those lessons were very needed for me to learn. And I wound up saving thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, you know, I threw a tantrum in the process, but it actually oh, was exactly that. what I want. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I wanted, but it was hard. It was very hard. So, I mean, that's just it. Like we, we come up to these roadblocks. We get to these places where we think in our mind that we're never going to get through. We're never going to get to that point. And then something shifts for you and it all falls into place even better than what you anticipated, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that is the yeah. thing. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So what kind, like, what do you find is the most effective method? I know we kind of touched on that, but what, is, what do you find is the most effective method for using the law of attraction? Um, you know, everybody's different. I'll just talk about how I Oh, work it. Um, I like to do vision boards and I also like to write things down. I like to make lists. Um, so whenever I want something, I get very detailed as I talked about with the car. Um, but I like to write things down. So when I got my current job, um, I remember I wanted to make a certain amount of money between a certain range. So I wrote down the range. It was like literally like a to-do list. Like I just bullet yeah. did each thing. How much did I want to make? Um, you know, what kind of hours did I want to work? Like, you know, how I wanted to, like how I wanted to feel at work. Like I wanted to be supported and I wanted to really you know, like helpful boss and a good working relationship. And I wrote down all the details of what I wanted. Um, and then you kind of have to like, forget about it. I know that's so hard where you're like, wait a minute, but you want it. And now you have to kind of like, forget about it's it. Almost but like then dating where you like, you want it so bad, but then you're pushing them away because you're so needy. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you like, you don't want to like, um, you know, obsess about it but you kind of just it's like you have to like okay it's again it's you ask and then you have to like get into a receiving mode so you kind of have to like let it go like it's like I love Louise Hay she's one of my favorite um you know thought leaders and she she has this like uh analogy where it's like you go to a restaurant and you you put your order in and then you like you know you trust that the cooks that are in the back of the kitchen cooking your order. 
yeah. right? And so I love when she talks about it because it's like, you know, you put your order in, your your meal to the universe, and then you you trust the cooks that they're cooking. You don't go in the back of the kitchen and start saying like, you know, where's my steak or where's my chicken? Yeah. Um, but she does say something else, which, uh, which I do want to add because she says, you know, and then when the food comes out, you know, you eat it, you enjoy it. But if it's not what you want, you have to have enough self-love and enough, I guess, self, uh, you know, I don't even have the right word, but you have to love yourself enough sometimes if it's not the order that you want to send it back to the kitchen, right? Like if you get something, right, you don't, you don't have to just eat whatever it is because sometimes, right. And, and, and Abraham talks a little bit about this in asking it is given, like sometimes you think you want it some way and then you get it and you're like, mm, actually, you know, like with the car, right? Like I, I thought I wanted a blue car, right? I really, and then when I would see all these blue cars, I was like, oh, I don't really like blue cars, you know? So then I had to, you know, send them back right like you order from the universal kitchen you know the food comes out and you know if you don't like it you can send it back yeah. um so I love that Louise talks about that uh or talked about it and um that that actually was really helpful but I would always write things down on a list and then I would forget about it and then you know years later or even a few months or weeks or whatever it was I'd go and find the little post-it note and I'd be like oh yep that was it yep yep check uh-huh yep check and check so I love to do that. That's my favorite thing. Um, but I also love vision boards. What? You go back and you check on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, one of the things that I also manifested was this really beautiful apartment that I was living in. I wanted the rent to be a certain way. I wanted to live in a, um, a private house. I wanted to be on the first floor because I knew I did not want to go up the stairs. Um, <laughs> uh, and I wanted certain things. And I remember... Um, a few months after I had moved in, I was going through old like backpacks and stuff where I keep all my little post-it notes and I saw it and it was like, oh yeah, that was the price I wanted. I got a really great landlord. It was the first floor, 10 minutes away from the park, 10 minutes away from the train. I mean, I've literally gotten everything that I've ever wanted. Well, you through... put in your order, right? Yeah, I put my order in. Yeah, exactly. I put my order in and then I wait and I, um, but again, I, I just, I think the most important thing is to um, be in a state of allowing, right? Because you, you ask for so many different things throughout the day, what right? It's not just feel to you. What does that feel like? It's just trying to feel good mm -hmm. as much as you can. Right. And like, I'm not going to say I don't have bad days. Like, I think I was like crying earlier, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but it's really about reaching for the best feeling thought, yeah. right? Like what feels better? Like what thought feels better, right? Um, how are you going to feel good? I remember I was, um, you know, I wasn't feeling good earlier. Something had happened. And I just remember like I was laying in my blanket and I didn't know how to like get out of that feeling. And I just remember being like, I love this blanket. This feels really good. And I started like, it's so simple, you, know, like, just, you know, just like, rubbing the blanket on my face and, and, and really enjoying that and learning how to uh, be in a state of joy, having fun, um, laughing and um, just 
appreciation is really huge too. Like I know people do like gratitude lists, gratitude journals. Um, I'm always expressing how much love and gratitude I have to the people in my life because that makes me feel really good. No kidding. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, just being grateful for the people you have in your life, starting simple. I think that's the thing because people are like, look at what they want and they're like, well, I'm so grateful for it. But then it's so far out of reach that it doesn't feel real. So it, they, yeah. fall, you know, and then that's the key to, um, also staying in a, a state of allowing is appreciating and being happy for what you have right now. Um, because, um, Abraham and also Louise Hay also both talk about like, if you don't like it now, you ain't going to like it when you get whatever it is that you want. Right. You know, because you have to be, um, you have to be happy where you are to be happy to where you, where you want to be. Right. Like, like you, um, you know, Louise Hay does a lot of like self-love talk and a lot of like, um, affirmation mirror work. And I, I really love the material that she covers. Um, but she talks about like, be happy now. Like, don't wait till you get the body, till you get the car, till you get the relationship, till you get the job. And you be got- happy. <laughs> I got it all. I got actually all of those things, but, um, be happy now. And then when you get those things, you'll be able to enjoy them instead of wait, you know, because once you get them and you're not happy, you're still not going to be happy anymore. Yeah. 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 And so it's really about loving and being happy where you are and then enjoying. And then when you get those things, you'll love and be happy then too. No kidding. Right. So I'm curious. Since okay. you're such a great manifester and you've been manifesting all these amazing things, what are you working on now? Oh, uh, I'm so close. Okay, so <laughs> I got this car, um, 30th birthday gift, and um, it's, you know, I'm still still young, um, and my plan was I, I signed on the seven-year finance for the car. I was going to pay it off. And then when, like, about two weeks after I bought the car, I was like, wait a minute. Why do I have to pay seven? Why do I have to do this for seven years? I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay this car off in six months, which was like, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, my plan, I had, like, a seven-year finance plan, like, you know, whatever it was every month for the next seven years. And then I was like, no, I want to pay this off in the next six months. Not even a year. I was like, no, by January, I want this car paid off. Mm-hmm. I am literally like four weeks away from having my car paid off. That is so freaking crazy. Like, I, just that yeah. blows my mind, right? So that was something that I, and I, I'm sure I could have done it faster, but that's, that's what I wanted. That was the order you put in. That was the order. Six months, car paid off. And I am literally like three and a half weeks away from full payment of the car. And we are literally three and a half weeks away right now at the time of recording, because what I didn't share with you is that I am going to be sharing this as a new year, a new year's uh, Mm, attraction. We got a new year coming in. We got new expectations and we're going to manifest what we desire this year. By the time people hear this video, my car will be paid off. And that is when I am currently. Yes, that's going to happen. (laughs) It will happen. And I'm so excited. Um, because I just realized like, I didn't have to wait seven years. I can do it in six months. And I probably could have done it faster and maybe won a couple scratch offs or something. I don't know, you know, but um, I, I felt, I felt like six months was manageable. That so. is so cool. um, And that's what I wanted. So. So 
what would you give, like, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's just starting out now that just picked up that book in that place? What would you say to them? Yeah, I could say you could have whatever you want. That's number one. Um, and whatever, <laughs> whatever resistance you have to the idea of that is exactly what you need to work on. Um, because I think, again, you know, it's the asking. The universe always delivers, right? The law of attraction works whether you believe it does or not. Um, so it's, gonna, it's working always. Um, and so it's really about learning how to take responsibility for your thoughts and your vibration so that you can kind of work with it because it's working regardless. It's working whether you believe it, whether you're conscious of it or you're not conscious of it. I mean, you can look at all of your past experiences and see how it's worked for you. Um, but again, asking, the universe always delivers. And it's really about, it's really about learning how to manage your emotions and your thoughts. Yeah. And I think that, um, for someone who's new, um, I think it can also be really fun. I remember a couple months ago, I, um, I had kind of taken a little bit of a break from manifesting. I kind of forgot, right? Like it happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and I just started getting back into it and I wanted to manifest um, something silly, like, uh, you know, um, a lollipop. I remember saying like, I'm going to manifest a yellow lollipop. I don't know why it was such a random thing, but I was like, oh, let's just, let's have fun with this. And I remember being like, okay, I'm going to manifest a yellow lollipop. And then like, um, I was like, yep, it's going to be yellow. Like I just remember. And then like, um, I put the order in, I let it go. I forgot all about it. And then the next day I had a coworker on um, a floor, a couple floors down from me. And she had invited me over to her cube to like have lunch or whatever. So I went down to her office and in the um, group space in her office is a long table. And there were just a bunch of lollipops on the table. And there was one yellow lollipop. Oh and I just remember being like, ha, ha, ha. I just start laughing. So I'm like, ha, ha, ha. that's my yellow lollipop. And it was literally the next day. That's mine. Yeah. But it was literally the next day. That and it was so cool. See, it can totally happen really quickly too. It can happen very quickly. Um, but it was really because um, I asked the universe gave. And I also like, I wasn't, I was in a state of allowing. We were yeah. going to have this great lunch together. I was in a good mood. I was happy. I was feeling really good. Like, and then like I came down and I saw the lollipop and I knew it was mine and I knew that's what I had manifested. And I was, I was so grateful and I had it and I just, you know, I just felt so much appreciation for the lollipop and, um, you know, it was something so small, but it was fun. I had so yeah. much fun manifesting it and it seems like so tiny and so, um, you know, like, not important, but it was just, it was so huge because it doesn't matter if it's a tiny little lollipop or if it's a, a car, if it's a house, if it's a job, if it's your body, you can have anything you want. So I don't know. I, I like just, you know, I say just have some fun with it. It doesn't have to be so serious. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, Jen, I am blown away by all of your stories. You definitely yeah. have so many and I'm sure you probably have so many more <laughs> and I'll probably have to follow up with you in a few months just to see how the car payments on and then what else are you working on because this is like almost a story that I want to follow okay <laughs> uh -huh. yeah um so that's that's really exciting um I'm also uh in the new year I'm gonna be incorporating my own Reiki practice um and so I um you know, I want to really focus on building my own brand um, and 
gaining new clients, new students. I teach Reiki. I also have private virtual clients. Um, so I definitely want to build this new business. And so that's yeah. something that I am um, manifesting. I want to um, really kind of save more money and kind of plan for the future and stuff like that. So that's kind of like what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to like offer products and stuff. I'm not sure yet, um, but I definitely want to continue the virtual work um, yeah. with my clients and, and building a small part-time like, you know, business. So that's, sure. that's what I'm excited to be doing for the okay. new year. And people can follow you on Instagram. I have your Instagram in the show notes, so they will be able to find you there if they want to learn a little bit more about you. So yeah. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for sharing all your stories. And it was so amazing meeting you and just, I love your energy. I love thank you. And yes. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And yeah, I hope, I hope somebody out there, you know, is going to start getting to work. So yes. Really and if excited. anyone uses these methods, please let us know. Yes. Yes. I love it. So thanks so much again. Thanks. All right. You take care. Bye. Take care. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to today's episode. If you found value in today's episode, please don't hesitate to share your review. Your feedback is so important to me. And feel free to share this episode with those who you believe that will benefit from it. Remember, sharing is caring, right? So to learn more about me and how I can help you, please visit www.innerbuddha.ca. And you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Inner Buddha Zen. Much love.